Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Journey Home Podcast. And as I mentioned last week, I am starting this new year with a new series that I'm calling Truths to Build Your Life Upon. Um, and last week I just kind of you know gave a bit of an introduction, but this week I want to introduce and unpack the first of those truths, which is that we are citizens of another kingdom. So if you are looking for a truth to build your life upon, um, here's what I believe is uh, is a fantastic one, is that we are citizens of another kingdom. Um, and I want to start by giving you some biblical references because I really want to make the case that this is not just a, you know, a, uh, a minor theme in scripture. I believe this is a major theme of the scripture and, you know, one that maybe is misunderstood or not as known as it should be, but um, but a really important one. And so I'm not going to read each and every, you know, single um, verse, but I will give you the reference in case you want to look it up later. Um, so first one, Matthew chapter three, verse two, it's John the Baptist, um, you know, preaching and his message is this, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Okay, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, this is Jesus beginning his earthly ministry. And at least according to Matthew, he uses that exact same phrase, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Um, you look throughout the first all of the Gospels, but especially the first three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, look at Jesus's sermons, you know, his well-known Sermon on the Mount that is recorded in both Matthew and in, in the book of Luke. Um, look at his parables, you know, so many of them are talking about the kingdom. You know, many of his parables begin with this phrase, the kingdom of heaven is like this, you know, and he goes on to unpack some kind of, you know, idea about the kingdom. Um you know, in the Gospel of John, um, you know, there's this uh, scene where Jesus, where Pilate is, you know, questioning Jesus and really just asking him, you know, why don't you speak up? Why don't you defend yourself? And um, Jesus's response that's recorded in chapter 18, verse 36, he says to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. And so it's really, you know, amazing that, you know, apart from this truth, apart from this reality that we are citizens of another kingdom, you know, Jesus is, even Jesus is his own, his actions don't make sense, right? And Pilate, that's why Pilate is so confused because he doesn't have that paradigm, right? Um, you know, he just thinks this world is it. It's the be all end all. And, you know, so why wouldn't you fight? Why wouldn't you, you know, try to stay alive? And Jesus's, you know, response to him is that, hey, you can't understand this because my kingdom is not of this world. Um, so moving on, um, you know, Peter, the apostle Peter in his letter, um, first Peter two eleven, he uses this phrase and this idea that we are strangers and exiles on this earth, right? Like we live in this earth, 
Um, and we are we are citizens of this earth to a degree, but at the same time, we are citizens of another of another kingdom. And to the degree that we should almost feel like like an like we've been exiled here, right? Like this place isn't our true home. It's not our permanent destination. You know, the Apostle Paul uses the same kind of imagery um, in the book of Philippians uh, in chapter one, verse twenty-seven, and also in chapter three, verse twenty. He uh, he uses this idea that we are citizens of heaven, and so our true citizenship is in heaven. It's not just uh, to this earth or to whatever, you know, geopolitical nation on this planet that you were born into right um you know john chapter 17 it's jesus's famous uh prayer on the night that he uh, on the night before he is crucified you know and he's praying for his disciples he's praying for those who would believe in him and one of the phrases he uses is that you know we are in this world but we're not of this world and so again it's that idea of you know we kind of have this you know, dual citizenship or competing citizenship in a sense. Um, so again, just those are just some scriptures. There are more, um, but I just wanted to give you at least, you know, a little bit of a range of, of the scriptures to show you that, you know, this is a very consistent theme throughout the scriptures, throughout the New Testament. Um, and, you know, it, it was not a strange idea to Jesus or the apostles. Okay, but then, so what does that mean for us? What does this truth mean for us? You know, um, and I think it's interesting that there are so many who believe that the gospel or the message of Jesus, it's its mostly about him saving us from hell. And to be sure, that is a huge part of it. It's an incredible part of it. You know, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that truth. Uh, but there's a whole other side to that reality too, right? It's not just that we're saved from uh, from hell, but we're also saved into a kingdom. And that is, we also need to give attention to that truth. What does that mean? Um, you know, and it's more than just about, you know, where we spend eternity, though, again, that is massively important. But, um, but that reality that we are citizens now and in the future of this kingdom, um, you know, that has tremendous ramifications. Um, because it, again, it is something that we are part of now, right? Um, I believe that the kingdom, you know, is here in measure. It's definitely not here in its fullness, and I don't believe it will be in its fullness until Jesus returns. Um, but it is, it is a reality right now. You know, John preached it, Jesus preached it. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, in other parts of the gospel, they say the kingdom of heaven is among you. And so, um, if that's the case, then how are we to live? What are we to do, right? And and to be sure, you know, this idea um, has brought a lot of confusion to to Christians, right? You can see it in with Jesus's first followers, right? Like it becomes very clear that they are expecting him to be um, a certain kind of leader, right? And their concept of Messiah was, uh, in a sense, a political leader who would who would you know restore that restore the nation overthrow their oppressors you know even if it meant military action you know they they expected him to be that kind of messiah that kind of leader that kind of savior and in truth they had reason they had good reason to believe that because i believe some of those things are promised to Israel and i don't think they've even all been fulfilled yet um, but they just didn't understand 
Jesus's purpose and his timing, right? Like, um, you know, it's interesting how he says to his disciples, you know, that, you know, it's he doesn't say like that they're necessarily wrong about their desire to see, you know, Israel restored. He just says, you know, those times are not for you to understand, right? Um, and so, you know, that's, you know, we can see again that confusion with Jesus's first followers. And I, I think that confusion continues with his followers today. And I think because of that, it has a lot of baggage, right? We, I think in, in some instances, you can see historically how that truth has been used to, uh, to oppress certain people. You know, it can be used to kind of teach and, you know, teach passivity in the face of oppression. You know, you hear these, uh, stories from history about, you know, slave owners who would, um, you know, teach their slaves that, you know, hey, you know, you'll, you'll be rewarded in the next life. But, you know, as long, in this earth, in this life, just accept your lot, you know, and accept your your oppression, accept your slavery. You know, they, you know, it, it's so twisted because it is a biblical truth, but they were, you know, teaching it incorrectly. They were using it uh, to to basically uh, entrench their power and their oppression rather than using it to set people free. And so, you know, that's that's one, you know, I think very negative example of how this truth can be misapplied. Um, and you can use it in totally the other direction as well. You can use it to justify aggression in the name of advancing the kingdom, right? Um, the violent take it by force, right? And and if you, you know, you can use that to justify all kinds of things. And, you know, again, I'm recording this podcast early 2021, you know, only a week ago, you know, we saw, you know, people storming the Capitol building with weapons, um, and, you know, some in the crowd holding up, you know, even signs that, you know, say, you know, Jesus is the way or, you know, Jesus saves or something like that. And, you know, if, again, I don't believe that necessarily everyone in that crowd would have considered themselves a Christian. But, you know, there's this weird mix right now um, where, you know, in some ways you can uh, take that idea of kingdom. And if you see yourself or your party or your ideology as, you know, as God's ideology, then, you know, it it only takes a few steps, you know, um, to, you know, justify the use of force, the use of aggression, uh, because in your mind, you believe you're advancing God's kingdom. Now, I, I believe um, that's, again, a misapplication of this truth. Um, but in some ways, I can see how someone would get there. And I know some of you are like, that's crazy. Um, you know, and just as a side note, I am an Enneagram nine. So I really, you know, I, I do have this ability to see where people are coming from, even if I think it's totally nuts. Okay. So anyway, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I can see how you could get to that point. Um, you know, I think this truth, um, rightly so creates a tension in us because there is there are tensions there are paradoxes that are involved in our christian faith whether we like it or not you know and one of those tensions is that here and not yet aspect of the kingdom where there is a measure of the kingdom that exists now there is the fullness of the kingdom though that does not yet exist and won't as i said earlier will not fully exist until jesus comes back um but that does produce tension in us, right? Because we're kind of in that 
waiting period. We're kind of in that that time, you know, before the fulfillment of all these promises. And yet, you know, what do we do from now until then? Right. And so we feel that tension. And so if you're out there and you're feeling that tension, I want you to know, like, I do believe that is how it is meant to be at this point in time. Um, and it's, and it's totally normal and it's to be expected. Um, you know, and, and we feel that pull and that tension because we're also, you know, we're citizens of another kingdom, but at the same time, we are in this world and we are called to love this world, to serve this world, to lay down our lives, uh, for this world. And yet at the same time, be, um, be, you know, representatives of his kingdom in this world, right? Um, now, obviously, that this is a huge concept that I can't fully unpack in just one episode. But, um, you know, of course, these are just some, some thoughts uh, related to it. Okay, so um, why does this truth matter? Right. What difference does it make in our lives? Um, I think there's many, there's a lot, it makes a lot of difference. I'll just give you three. Um, the first is that I believe it does give us hope. Um, knowing that we are citizens of another kingdom, I believe that gives us hope, right? If we believe that this world is all there is, um, you know, that's going to get depressing real quick, right? Or, you know, we, or what it will lead to is that we'll prioritize and value the wrong things, right? Because, again, if we believe this world is all there is, then as one, one biblical writer wrote, you know, let's just eat, drink and be merry because tomorrow we die, right? Let's just live it up. Let's just enjoy it. And, you know, because if that's all there is, then, you know, what more, then, you know, we don't have reason to to choose, make different choices. We don't have reason to, you know, act any different than any other person, right? Um, you know, it gives us hope as well, because if we are just, if we keep waiting for, some leader or political party or just any entity, some church, whatever, other than Jesus and his kingdom to fix everything that's wrong with this world, to make everything right. If we're waiting for someone other than Jesus to do that, that's also going to be very, very depressing. But when we recognize that there is a coming kingdom, there is uh, another age that is yet to come, where all the tears will be wiped away, where, you know, all the death will be vanquished, you know, all the sickness, all the sorrow will be done with forever. You know, that gives us hope. That gives us hope, right? Um, I think the second difference that it makes is that it allows us to persevere in doing good. Um, as I said earlier, you know, I think this truth can be misunderstood and misapplied and lead us toward passivity, you know. Um, but again, I don't believe that is the correct application. I don't believe that's the Lord's desire. I don't believe that has to be our path. Um, and so though, you know, it can be tempting to just say, well, you know, this world is going to pass away anyway, so let's just wait for the next one, you know, but I don't believe that's what God calls us to do. I believe that he calls us to um, do good in this life and in this on this earth, even though it is in, in, in many forms passing away, um, you know, but it's not in vain because, you know, I do believe there are there is some measure of continuity from this life into the next. Um, I believe that there is some continuity from this age into the age. And that's not the same as saying that, you know, we can fully usher in his kingdom in our own strength. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that 
it's not in vain to do good in this life. It's not in, in vain to preach the gospel. It's not in vain to seek justice for the oppressed in this life. Okay. Um, so that is a second um, benefit, I believe, uh, to believing this truth. And then the third one is that it does root you and it gives you perspective, especially in those moments when you feel that pain, that injustice of this world, the tension of, you know, living in the time between, you know, this age and the next age, you know, it, it, it roots you and it gives you perspective uh, because you know that something better is coming. You know that you were made for something better, that you were made for another kingdom. And if you, you know, are put your, if you've put your trust in Jesus, then you belong, you are a citizen of that coming kingdom. Um, let me just share a quick story. Um, some of you know that I lived overseas uh, for, for a time. And one thing that, you know, anyone who lives in a, in a foreign culture, you know, apart from their home culture or homeland, um, at some point you're going to feel homesick, right? And so I just remember this one day, uh, probably like six months to a year, you know, into having moved overseas and I'm just walking down the streets and uh, of my new city. And, you know, I, I, I love it in some ways. I love that, that city. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm beginning to feel that homesickness and, you know, it's, it was just one of those moments that the only way I can describe it is, you know, the Lord just whispers into my heart so clearly, you know, it wasn't an audible voice or anything. It wasn't a loud voice. It was really like a gentle whisper to the heart, but in such a clear way that it's, it's unmistakable to me that, that it was the Lord speaking to me. Okay. Um, and I just remember in that moment, you know, the Lord speaking to me, because I'm thinking, oh, I'm so homesick. And I just remember the truth that flooded into my heart was that, well, actually, this is how I should feel on this earth all the time. Because of this truth, right? Because the truth is that I am a citizen of another kingdom. And so whereas we don't tend to feel that until we go somewhere outside of our home, the truth is no matter where we live on this earth, you know, we should feel a measure of homesickness because this earth, this whole planet is not our ultimate home. Um, and it's funny, right? Because normally if someone told me they were feeling homesick, you know, I would probably just give them some kind of practical advice, you know, like, you know, oh, then call some, call a friend from back home or call your parents, call your family, call your brother, your sister, you know, like do something practical that would maybe help alleviate that homesickness. But it's just funny, the Lord's remedy for me, at least in that moment. And I, I'm not saying that's always, that's never the right solution. You know, you know, sometimes those things can help, but it's just funny. The Lord's remedy for me in that moment wasn't, you know, some kind of practical action like that, but it was this truth that, I'm actually a stranger and an alien to this earth, no matter where I live, whether it's in the country and the culture that I'm familiar with, or it's in some other foreign, you know, country. And so that, that homesickness that I felt actually ended up being a blessing because it opened up my heart, uh, to understand and know this truth in a deeper, deeper way. And so, you know, again, um, this series is called truths to build your life upon and you know maybe you heard, have heard this before maybe it's a new concept for you but but this is a biblical truth we are citizens of another kingdom 
And that doesn't mean that we just passively wait for that kingdom to come. You know, we we obey the scripture. You know, we we follow our Lord in, you know, in whatever he calls us to do, loving our neighbor, you know, fighting for justice and all these things. But we do that knowing that this isn't the fullness. We do that knowing that ultimately one day, the king will come ultimately one day his kingdom will come and he will right every wrong and he will wipe away every tear from our eyes you know we do all of the things we do knowing that we are citizens of another kingdom and and while there is a tension that's involved in that um while it is it does feel paradoxical at times um there's tremendous peace there's tremendous courage there's tremendous hope that comes from knowing that and so um, I pray that this that the Lord will root and ground you into this truth uh, in in such a deep way, in, in fresh ways, in new ways, um, because I believe it's truly uh, you know worth building our lives upon. Um, anyway, I hope that this has blessed you, um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review, and we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, so if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, you can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.